Welcome to The Elephant in New York, presented by the Fearless People Experience. Do you know those things in the workplace that make work suck, but remain unchanged? Well, those are the elephants we're here to talk about. We believe that these topics can and should be addressed with common sense, courage, and compassion. We may not have all the answers, and we're definitely not always going to be right. But we're here to build a better people experience. You got to start somewhere. Let's go. Welcome back to the Elephant in the Org, everyone. I'm Danny Glutch. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kasha Dora. Hello. And Marion Anderson. Hello. All right, ladies. I have an elephant to talk about. Inspired by one of our conversations, what do we do with gaps on resumes? There's all this talk about whether having the green looking for work banner on LinkedIn is like this horrifying thing. I think that was one person who felt really entitled, had a terrible opinion, and we can just ignore that person. But I think there's still a stigma or, or something around gaps. And I know I've had gaps personally. I had two different eight to nine month job searches, um, almost back to back, right, right before and right kind of during after COVID. And what do we do with gaps? Is it okay to have gaps? Do we need explanations? What do we do from the personal side? What do we do from the, the people HR recruiter side? I think this is a really interesting one because tides have changed a lot in the last couple of decades. When I go back to my early management stage and um, when I was learning to recruit, you know, I was told, oh, if there's a gap, you've got to probe on that gap. I mean, they might have been in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's the kind of stuff you get told. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. And, um, you know, one of the first things I recruited for was call centres. So, you know, it was volume. So, you know. but I think we've evolved, thankfully, since then, mostly um, because we recognise that people have gaps for all sorts of things. They take a, a, a gap year to travel after finishing college. They uh, have kids um, and they're stay-at-home parent um, or they have other caring responsibilities or, you know, they have a personal reason that they really just need to take time out. They've had a death or a mental health problem or whatever. So I think we've definitely become a lot better, more educated, less discriminatory um, around those things in the main. However, I did read on LinkedIn the other day, someone had posted about this very topic and had said they knew of someone, I think it was, who was being interviewed for a role. And, uh, the hiring manager turned her down for the role because um, she had a gap of five years. And this was a very senior candidate and someone very, very experienced and someone who had clearly kept their skills and their knowledge up. Um, But um, they they had kids over that time and they weren't um, seen to be acceptable for the role, which in 2023 is outrageous. That really is. That really is. Because, I mean, you want to talk about transferable skills. Mm -hmm. I would say parenting is 100. I mean, let's just, you know, depending on their age, you've got negotiation, communication skills. I'm not even a parent. Danny's laughing because he's the parent in this group. We're dog moms. But uh, you can't 
you can't negotiate with treats like you can negotiate with your vegetables. So it's definitely a different skill set. (laughs) No, it's it's funny, Kasha, that you mentioned that because my co-parent literally sent me a meme the other day of just like having little kids is like constantly being in like a high stakes negotiation. Mm. And they're, they're constantly just like, they are always be closing. I want that thing. And I am just going to press, 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 press. I'm not going to take no for an answer. And it's, yeah, I mean, but there's so many other transferable skills other than like the kind of funny we are negotiating with, with terrorists, (laughs) right? They're two foot tall little terrorists. Right. Uh, It's, you get really good at your narratives when all you're ever asked is the word why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, time management and all sorts of things like it's it almost goes back a little bit to like hey do you want someone who just went high school university um the proper internship graduate school Mm -hmm. you know entry-level job mid-level manager senior manager like is that person really going to be a good leader of your organization with like zero diversity um, in their background, like no, I would love that person to like grow yeah. up as a human. I like, would, I would one hundred percent want to put stock in someone with a lived experience, mm-hmm. someone who has seen things up and down instead of what just comes out of a textbook. I mean, and I one hundred percent right, college education, trade education, any form of education, experiential education that you're going to get is going to be a great benefit. But I find that. Sad and disheartening to have a company looking at a very qualified and senior candidate seeing a gap like that and just taking the human experience out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just messed up and unfortunately very true of a lot of the mentality of – it's not even the old guard either. Like, you can't just say this is old guard mentality, but it's like – I remember – Marion, you were talking about LinkedIn. And I remember when LinkedIn introduced having gap explanations Mm. and, you know, and see, and, and in my mind, like seeing that as a positive thing to help people advocate for themselves because of that mental approach that people take of, Oh, you have a gap. It's like, well, I was caring for my grandparent in hospice And I was their primary caregiver. And that was truly more beneficial to me and my life than doing this thing for a year and a half. And like, look at again, right? Like no matter what, if you experience life, you're going to experience some kind of transferable skill that you can move around. Mm -hmm. You can still talk about something, right? You can talk about empathy and compassion. These are all core competencies in the business world. Yeah. So I, I really liked when they introduced that because I was like, it gives people an opportunity to be that self-advocate to a recruiter who only sees them as ticking off boxes from a search, right? Um, but not all not all humans are created equal. I think not all companies are created equal, and not all not all companies are created equal. Yeah, I. Well, you guys know me. I'm going to lean into compassion, like without even thinking about it, but. Um, I I don't think gaps are a reason to disqualify you. Mm-mm. No, not at all. I mean, I mean, from a legal perspective, there's a ton of discrimination that could be, mm-hmm. you know, pulled out there, and and you know, use the company wide open as well. So there's there's all of that, and 
I also think, though, that, you know, the, the lack of willingness or comfortability from candidates to disclose sometimes the reasons for these gaps um, says a lot about our psyche as an employee base. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm choosing not to use psychological safety because, again, we use that in the, the academic term of it being the team feel, and this wouldn't be the team feel if you're a candidate. No, this would be just straight safety, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's trust, it's an individual. But, um, you know, even based on my own experience where, you know, I've had, I've had a couple of um, sizable gaps in my resume uh, once was just took time out for a, a, a life experience and travelled. And another time was um, purely mental health based after I lost my dad and I really just needed an extended period of time to get my shit together, really. So, you know, I I don't have any shame in talking about that because it was something that pretty much saved me. Um, and in fact, I try to use that story for good to try and inspire others to say it's okay to put your needs first. It's okay to make yourself feel safe, to recover, to then be able to move forward. And that's exactly what happened for me. Um, and, and that's what we want in our the people in our organization. We want them to be able to make those decisions and say, absolutely. you know what, I, I can clear all of the expectations, all of the the pressure away and say, no, this is what's needed to be done. Absolutely. This is what's needed. Absolutely. And to be quite frank, you know, if an organization who I'm in discussion with about a potential role, if they had an issue with that, then they're not the right company for me. (laughs) You'd have an issue with them. (laughs) This is not good. This relationship is not going to work. Well, the this, joy this, of the two-way interview. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah. This brings up what, what I was coming and, and really wanting to talk about. Ladies, are you ready? Uh-oh. Okay. Are we ready as a, a, a people industry to see and to encourage people to put on their resume, yeah, I took those nine months off and dealt with childhood trauma. I took those six months off and got sober. Skills acquired when getting sober. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm reminded of, there's a great movie. I wish I knew the name. I'm terrible with names. Uh, but Bradley Cooper's in it. He's like a Michelin star chef and he burns out, goes all crazy, like loses yeah. everything. And he spends years, no one hears from him. Years and years, he gets sober and he shucks a million oysters to like do penance and like redo his life. And then comes back and says, I want to pick it up and I want to do it the right way. And I want to do it as this new me who doesn't have those parts of himself mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Can we put that on resumes? Or is that even something that's like, actually, no, there's a point where we say, don't do that. Like, I, I honestly don't know. But like, yeah, I raised tiny humans. I grieved and grew and processed loss. I took care of, not me personally, my brother did it, but my brother has a gap on his resume from when he took care of our grandmother mm-hmm. in the last years of her life. Like, what are and we doing? And there's some like, people who got laid off and it's taken them 12 months to get a new job. Yeah, I'm sorry we've lived through like seven different global catastrophes of economic and military things in the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, there's a a multitude of reasons as to why people have gaps. I don't know. I, 
I, I feel like between the three of us, I'm the only one who hasn't had a gap on, on, on their resume. Um, but so for me, it's, I'm going to say like almost like purely philosophical because I don't have a way of like having practical application to it. Um, and I feel like it almost depends on what you put down and how confident and comfortable you feel in owning it. Because I do think that like Marion had mentioned earlier, that there are discriminatory practices that are, you've got people who come in, like how many cognitive biases exist? Mm-hmm. Like there's a zillion of them. And so I think those things unfortunately stack depending on what you write and how altruistic what you're in, your writing truly is. And I, in a perfect world, you should just be able to say, yeah, I went through some shit. I'm way better now. Hire me. I'm dope. Yeah. <laughs> And unfortunately, that's just not a reality in most situations, right? I think that's something that can come out in the conversation. Remember, what is the purpose of a resume? Purpose of a resume is to get your foot in the door. That's it. It's all it is. It's a door opener. It's nothing more. And so, you know, it's great to be, yes, let's be fully disclosed and did it. No, screw that. You want a job, right? So just get your resume looking like it's really good and it's honest, but it's, you know, it's it's not over-disclosing. And then should the conversation come up and you feel ready or safe or whatever and you want to divulge that information in the in interest of transparency, then crack on, you know, go ahead. But no, I, I, I don't think spewing it all over your resume is beneficial because whilst your intent is perfect and wonderful, the reality is is that it's probably not going to open doors, which sucks, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think and that's what I that's what I, I hope agree. Would change. I, I, I don't want to agree, but I do agree. I yeah. hope that it changes to where if someone says, look at all that I accomplished in this first five years stint, and then I got sober. It's like, oh, okay, that person, yes. Like they 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 changed their priorities, they did what they needed to do, and I bet they're gonna be even better mm. as as a person, as a community member. Like, I would love to see that on a resume personally. Um, but you know, yeah. I'm only one person. <laughs> and yeah, I mean you're right. It, I think it would alienate more than not, but like part of yeah. the the question is like, do we need to rethink? our standards, like our, our expectations. Um, how do we make it safe like that? Not like the psychological safety, like within a, a group, but like, how do we make people feel comfortable and confident in that? Okay. My resume got me in the door. I'm talking to this person for my first time. It's one of the more stressful things that people do is interview for jobs. How do we make it okay for them not to just like, Oh yeah, I was, you know, uh, dealing with some personal stuff. It's like, oh, okay, is personal stuff going to come up again? Like that, that comes down to your company values and to your culture and to the um, skills of your recruiters, effectively. You know, yeah. um, you know, if your company has the culture uh, of, um, you know, an amazing culture where they are going to be really supportive, then that's probably the right place for you. But if they're not, then they don't deserve you, right? You've clearly yeah. come through the fire. You've really worked hard. You've really had to deal with some very, very difficult life situations. Why make your life even worse by working for someone that doesn't value that? So, you know, I, I definitely think um, 
that there's there's you know that part of it um and it, you know it has to be what's right for you put yourself first i i think though the other thing that probably we should talk about is how if you go back a step to you know the introduction of ai and sourcing um because you know resumes are not being screened by humans they're being screened by machines so yeah I don't know enough about the the infinite the, the, the minute detail of that, but I don't know how that would impact the addressing of any gaps and Yeah, well I mean part of it is what we're teaching the AI, right? You can tell AI to value certain things, devalue other things. It's why who builds AI matters. Mm-hmm. Right? Who builds technology matters. And that's where we see these unconscious biases slip mm-hmm. into like oh, wow, the paper towel dispensers and the little automatic soap thing don't respond well to uh, darker shades of skin Mm. because it was not developed by people and tested by people with darker shades of skin. And we don't want that in laser Medical laser treatments, it's exactly the same thing, right? If you have have a good dose of melanin, you're not in a good spot. But I think... I think Marion, I think that almost goes back to having some of those gaps be a part of the conversation, less yeah. about the resume. Cause there, there's also recruiters who see gaps and they see your capabilities. And they don't even ask about the gap. Yeah. Right? They're here to talk about you and your skill set. And then like you psychologically, right? You're ramping yourself up. Oh, I gotta, I gotta excuse myself. I have to like come up with a reason, right? Like yeah. it's like at your parent asking you why you didn't clean your room when you had all day. And it's like, <laughs> you know, Oh God, I gotta come. I gotta find a good one. I gotta find a good reason. My and parents some, are gonna listen to this, Kasha. That's not fair. <laughs> so <is> my mom. <laughs> um, but uh, but the, the reality is, like, some recruiters see, see the skill set and they're not gonna ask, and some will, and that's when you have that open door. But yeah, I think that almost goes back to not putting it on the resume and, and leaving it to a conversation and leaving it to a conversation. And if the if you're programming that AI to say. D- push aside ones with gaps longer than three years, well then yeah, you are participating in discriminatory practice. hundred percent. And on that note, I think that's a great place to end. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Mary and Kasha for all of those thoughts. That's I'm both encouraged and also just aware of this big challenge. And and I hope we can all take steps towards making this better. Uh, Please feel free to email us at elephant. At, the fearless px dot com. Com. <laughs> get it i got there thank you kasha for the assist you're welcome uh, we'll see you next time everybody thank you thank you